eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, May the 4th. You hate to see... The lack of Star Wars people hanging out in the streets. Uh, unfortunately, social distancing still happens, so we can't do May the 4th be with you. It sucks for you, Sean. Uh, we've got a Super Friends show today. I don't know why I took a weird uh, drive-by attack at the uh, at, at Star Wars. You're a bad person. That's. I was going to say, only one person on this podcast actively uses a Star Wars mug during this podcast, and that's Ryan Wilson. By the way, uh, on May the 4th, my wife and my kids are making May the, May the 4th Star Wars themed food. So we're having blue milk, Sean. We're having uh, some kind of Sarlacc thingamabobber. I'll put pictures on the old gram. You can check them out. I'm not eating part of this. I'll just be eating it. See, this uh, thing is – sorry, Breach, real quick. Ryan dunks on me for being a nerd and, like, liking Game of Thrones and Star Wars, and he is secretly more of a Star Wars nerd than I am. Well, I just want you guys to – I only take part in Revenge of the Fifth because that also is Cinco de Mayo – so it's like a double holiday for me, so you guys can suck it. I didn't know Revenge of the Fifth was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is now. All right. That, that's where that's where, that's where Breach buys a fifth of uh, Jose Cuervo and tries to drink it as fast as humanly possible. Before the baby <laughs> starts crying. And then the fifth gets revenge <laughs> on his wife. Um, have you seen the uh, Padma Lasky uh, video, the, the clip that she posted? You know Padma, right? From- I saw you retweet her, so I thought she was probably someone you were trying to – get you to follow you or something oh down it's padma from top chef she's a she's a she's a world famous celebrity nobody saw what your tweet was she she's well, like i mean clearly she's not world famous because 75 <laughs> percent of the people on this podcast don't know who she is well, i mean uh, half of this podcast is like we're making star wars cupcakes <laughs> um padma is like here's how to make a proper uh, margarita during quarantine. Oh, I did see that. She, I didn't know who that was though. She makes it and she's like, yeah, that's pretty good. It needs a little more tequila. And then it's like, it says F it really loudly and just chugs the entire bottle of tequila, which may or may not have been apple juice, but it was still uh, an amusing little uh, anecdote. I thought good story. Good story. Now I have $20 that I've got to tell you about. Um, Andy Dalton, by the way, download, subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Uh, you know, it's the off season when we're talking about Padma Lasky tweets before we get to any football news but look that's we don't it, it's going to be a slow period okay settle, settle in buckle your seatbelt, and we're going to put it on cruise control and we'll get through this the schedule is coming out we'll be talking about that later this week hopefully assuming it comes out uh additionally we uh we would beg you please to uh recommend the podcast to one friend just go tell one friend one random friend about it you know when they ask you to stand up in church and shake the person next to his hand uh go tell one friend about it it's a church humble brag ryan no big deal and uh why are you to me i used to do that all the time on sundays i don't know uh can't do it now though won't be doing it anymore that's right wave to a friend uh we were talking andy dalton and fifth year options on this podcast also make sure and check out our CBS Sports HQ show, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time every day on CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network. You can uh, you can go check that out. We will be – You know what you can, you know what you can see on that show? I don't know if Debo saw this. I think it was on Thursday. Debo, during a commercial break, I went to use the bathroom, muted my microphone, came back, and was yelling and screaming at Brenton. Riley, the producer, is like, you're on mute. So I was on air. 
No, actually, luckily, luckily it was a graphic, so there was a lot of dead silence. Brinson picked it up, but I had muted myself, which I often do on this podcast. How many? He bat- said, "Right, he's like Wilson's audio is out. Carry it, carry it." I was like, "What? What?" Like I didn't know. <laughs> Just muted myself. How many uh, bathroom breaks per week? That was different because I had been sitting there doing something previously. I think, we, oh, we had the podcast today. We did the podcast for two to three. I did a couple of radio hits. And so typically I can sit still for an hour. Um, I make no guarantees this hour, however. It is amazing that you couldn't make it through an hour show without using the bathroom. <laughs> Look at Sean. Like that's going to make me have to go to the bathroom. He's showing me a picture of a, a mug of beer. Um, okay. Moving along. Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys late on Saturday night. A borderline shocking uh, development, I think, is, is a fair way to put it. Like, how shocked were each of you? Well, I would have been more shocked if I didn't listen to John Breach when he talks on the podcast. The Cowboys at plus 900. I don't think the Cowboys would bring in – I don't think Cooper Rush is the answer at backup quarterback. I don't think they would bring in Cam Newton because that's threatening to Dak Prescott. That is somebody – I don't think Dak Prescott would be happy with that. But the Cowboys went out and signed Andy Dalton. I think Dak Prescott is fine with that. He says, all right, we're, we want to be a Super Bowl team. We need to have a quality backup, and I'm fine with Andy Dalton being my backup. I don't think he's fine with Cam Newton being his backup. That was Thursday night, and that was John Breach calling his shot, baby. The Breacher Report shows up and nails it, predicting that the Dallas Cowboys could end up getting Andy Dalton. So, Breach, take your victory lap. Been a good offseason for you. You've nailed some uh, some bolder predictions, and you nailed that one. Yeah, quarterback predictions are going to be my new thing. Brady the Buccaneers. Now we got Dalton and the Cowboys at plus 900. I'm going to take the money I want and buy an Andy Dalton Cowboys jersey and wear it every day uh, in front of Jared Dubin and Patrick Walker, our Ooh. resident Cowboys fans. Have you thought about Have you thought about that fact yet? That you're sort of rooting for the Cowboys now. I mean, I'm not rooting for the Reed, Cowboys. Reed, don't I'm, fall for it. They did the same thing when Cutler signed with the Dolphins. Don't fall for it. I am rooting for I, Andy I, I, I can't, Dalton. I can't, I can't stress this enough, Sean. You got to stop bringing up Jay <laughs> Cutler. Okay? Stop bringing him up. Prison is up. feisty. Yes. It's just like like you're like it's like somebody's you're, like when you're playing the hits though you're doing the exact same thing I already relived this once breach can root for Andy Dalton's success while being a Bengals fan. I, look, you, no one cares about Jay Cutler, okay? I mean, I, I care about Jay Cutler. No, no one cares about Jay Cutler. I care about Andy him. Dalton podcast. Every time we talk about Andy Dalton, you don't have to be like, you know, I went through a similar thing with Jay Cutler several years ago. Breach, I'm all I, trying to be a friend to Breach, and like you guys who are trying to dunk on him every chance you get because no, the Bengals cut. No. You're like the guy who's who, like somebody dies. You're like, I had a wonderful interaction with him one time, and end up like humble bragging about the right. Time right. Can you him. believe this? is Brinson doing this, the guy who has to make everything about him all the time. Oat milk has to be about him. <laughs> uh, you, you guys are both making the salient points. I, I actually I understand I understand what Brinson's saying, but I do understand what, what Sean is saying as well. I will say this, though. Uh, Breach, you didn't nail it. I was shocked when I saw it. We should have known, I guess. He owns a house in Dallas. He played at uh, TCU. I guess he probably spends the offseason in, in, in Texas. No one ever thought to ask because no one cared about Andy Dalton once the season was over when the, when the Bengals didn't go to the playoffs or went to the playoffs and lost. But I guess this does make sense. So the other thing is, and Brinson, I saw you tweet this. This is one of the things that I love about Twitter. Like someone tweets something that you follow, and then because you follow Brinson, for example, you see the first thing he retweets. And he says, he put the old gif in there. Let's get ready to get ratioed because someone tweeted us. Uh, Mike Florio wrote an article saying that like the Cowboys could rescind Dak Prescott's <laughs> franchise tag after signing Andy Dalton. Like, come on. That's all not- right, all right. That is crazy. But let me ask you this question that each of you can answer. Would you rather have Andy Dalton at $7 million or Dak Prescott at $35 million? Dak, Dak Prescott, $35 million. Okay. That's it. It took a second. I thought you would think more about it. I, like, I, I, would you rather have Jameis at one million or, or Andy Dalton at three to seven million? So that's a good question. If you're the Cowboys or the, or the Saints, it doesn't matter. If I'm the Cowboys. I think I might rather have Dalton. Okay, so hold on. Let's we get a little splayed out here. Let's let's wrap up this. Let's let's discuss the Dalton fit first. I mean, somebody like to me, it makes it, people are like Dalton to the Cowboys. This is outrageous. Why would you do that? Well, a couple of factors here. One. This is a really, first of all, it's a one-year deal. Two, this is a very weird off-season where you can't travel and work with new teams. Uh, you know, you, it's, it's, you're not going to have OTAs, et cetera, et cetera. Three, Andy Dalton has a house in Dallas. 
He is from Katy, Texas, which is just outside of Houston and very close to Dallas. Uh, he went to TCU for college. This is, I mean, this is home for him. And so in a time where you're not allowed to travel and you don't know what the future holds in terms of being able to, you know, move around, he basically gets to go back home to Dallas and set up shop this offseason. And that's where he will be for the duration of the offseason. So I think, I think that's a big factor. Additionally, if you're the Cowboys, you have, uh, you have invested in your offense to the point where you signed Amari Cooper to a hundred million dollar deal. You paid Zeke Elliott. You have drafted Michael Gallup in the third round. You drafted CD Lamb in the first round. You have a good offensive line. You have Joe Looney, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, you are all in on this year and Cooper Rush, I, they like, but we don't know if he's going to be a competent backup. If Dak Prescott gets hurt or Dak Prescott decides that he's not going to play because they won't give him a deal, you have a great piece of insurance in Andy Dalton at just $7 million max. So I have, I, I think it makes the, a world of sense for a team with a high floor in 2020 to get a guy like Andy Dalton in, instead of risking it on a Cooper Rush, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing with the Saints and Jameis. For, yeah. well, I'll just say real quick that you can literally look to last season. Steven Jones probably went on to Jerry's yacht and said, look, we need a good backup quarterback. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. If Matt Moore doesn't win that one game, they don't get the second seed in that first round by. If Matt Moore goes 0-2 instead of 1-1, uh, he beat the Vikings. They finish in the third seed. The Patriots get the two seed. Who knows if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in that case. You look at the Saints. If they don't have Teddy Bridgewater and he doesn't go 5-0 and why they're out, you know, who knows? If they get to the playoffs, if or if their season falls apart because they're uh, letting Taysom Hill start for five games. So I think people did realize that you need a quality backup because you never know when your quarterback is going to go down. Although I will say uh, Dak Prescott has never missed a game in his entire career. So I don't know if Andy's ever going to see the field. But from from Dalton's perspective, and Brinson just alluded to this, it's it, if he had agreed to go to the Cowboys, if this had happened at the beginning of free agency, I think all of us would have been, this doesn't make quite that, quite that much sense. Why wouldn't he go get a starting job somewhere? Because he's good enough to start. But at this point in the calendar, there's really like only one team right now that could use a starter, and that's the New England Patriots. And clearly they have just not been as interested as we all thought they'd be this entire process. So the then Jack- you look at it. What's, the Jaguars. Like if Andy Dalton had gone to Jacksonville, you could argue that he should probably be the starter. Sure. Okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, you could argue that if he went to, but and there are a lot of teams where he he could go and have some competition. But like yeah. even in Jacksonville, I think he would be way, it would be a weighted competition towards Gardner Minshew. But my point being, so without with the absence of a clear starting job on a good team, his next best option is to go to a team like the Cowboys, and at the very least, he's going to sit on the bench for a year, and I don't think his stock is going to be lower. Um, at this time next year, when hopefully by then teams can actually, you know, visit with free agents and he can go work out with teams and he can get into a new building and actually learn a new offense. Best case scenario, Dak Prescott, for whatever reason, whether it's injury or contract stuff, doesn't play the full season and he gets to step in there and you look at that talented team. He's, I would bet, put up pretty good numbers, uh, significantly better numbers than he did in Cincinnati. And then he gets to enter free agency again, coming off a very good fill-in season. And I do think at that point he will be wanted by a team to start. So I don't really see this as hurting his stock. I think the only way, maybe it'll stay the same, but, you know, best case scenario, he increases his value moving forward. I think both Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston could sit on the bench every single game next year and come out and make more money. Heading in 2021, Jameis because he's with Sean uh, Sean Payton um, and Drew Brees and all that, and Andy Dalton because he's 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 a good quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I think either way is fine. And maybe Andy Dalton is at the point in his career where he doesn't care about being a starter, and he maybe he's going to retire after this year. He's already moved all his stuff back to Katy, Texas, as Brentson pointed out. He's closer to his family, and he doesn't maybe he doesn't care. I mean, that could also be a, a possibility. What is he? Uh, Breach 32, 31? Yeah, I think he's 31. Yeah, so he could play five more years if he wanted to, but maybe he's at the point of his career. He's got enough money. He doesn't have to worry about it. That he's like, yeah, I'll just do this, and uh, I'm happy to, to be Dak's backup. He is 32, Ryan. You were right the first time. Let me just ask you guys this then. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You didn't know how old Andy Dalton was? He had his bir- I don't know. Keep track of his birthdays. I thought he was 31. I was six months off. He had a birthday in October. Reach I mean – there's a lot of birthdays to keep track of, Brinson. I have only slept three hours since April 7th. I've, there's a lot of jumbled mess going on in my brain right now. Sean, uh, how old is Jay Cutler? 36. Oh. Oh, here, I, was, I was actually going to point out, 
Breach actually knew it was Jay Cutler's birthday on the show like three days ago, but he doesn't know when Andy Dalton's birthday. Uh, and guess what? You were wrong because he just turned 37. So mm-hmm. Sean didn't know either. What Get out the, of here, Sean. What was your question, Breach? My <laughs> question was going to be, do you think – and obviously, look. I'm the Andy Dalton super fan here. I don't think Andy Dalton is starting ahead of Dak Prescott. I would be the one who would make that argument. I'm not going to make it. I know I didn't know his birthday. I'll be docked down. I'm going to be uh, demoted from vice president of the Andy Dalton fan club to, like, secretary. But that's fine. That is fine. I'm going uh, to text Andrew Perloff, who listens to this program, uh, has been on the show, friend of the program, and, and a self-professed huge Andy Dalton fan and see if he knows what Dalton's birthday is. There's your, <laughs> there's your humble brag, Sean. He got it in. Okay, go ahead. And, and right. by the way, he brought up Jay Cutler again, even though he yelled at me for – Here is my question. Do you think this impacts Dak Prescott's negotiations? Do you think the Cowboys – like if Dak's asking for 37, the Cowboys don't want to pay 34, do you think we're, – we're not going up 37. We have Dalton. Like, dude, just sign your franchise tender. We're not – we're not paying you 37 or 40 million. Do you think this has any impact on the negotiations? If I'm Dak or his agent, absolutely not. You can sign whoever you want to sign. You can trade for Drew Brees. You can trade for Tom Brady. It does not matter. I'm going to get what I, what I think I'm worth. None, none, none whatsoever. And they'll, the Cowboys find that out. If they want to roll with Andy Dalton and, you know, win nine or 10 games with Andy Dalton and get to the playoffs and lose, then, you know, Jerry says every year, I'm getting a year older. He pulls out the Sean Wagner McGuff thing. Uh, so I'd like to win a Super Bowl. Well, they ain't going to do it with, with Andy Dalton. Yeah. No, I like Andy Dalton, but let's be real about it. Yeah, maybe the Cowboys try to use that argument. If I'm Dak Prescott, I'd say, fine, enjoy your life with Andy Dalton. I will play on the tag, and I will leave Dallas as soon as I'm able to. Because Dalton can – I think the Cowboys with Dalton could win nine or ten games. Like, I think they could make the playoffs. But they're not – I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl with Dak, and I think the ceiling with Dak is Super Bowl. And that's the other thing. Um, that defense, a lot of questions. We don't know about Leighton Vander Esch's health. We know Sean Lee always struggles with health. He's coming back. And how's this Mike McCarthy offense going to work? I mean, Dak knows it as well as Andy Dalton at this point, but I don't. We just all agreed that we'd rather have Dak Prescott. So if you want to roll with Andy Dalton, knock yourself out. I just don't think it's a it's a wise decision. Uh, for the record, Perloff did not know what Andy Dalton's birthday was. Thank so, God. The breach. You can uh, you can keep your place. In, but uh, thankfully, we know that you have Perloff's number in your phone. That's, that's it's been on the show. Accomplished the point of the story. It's <laughs> not funny. with these humble brags. Sean doesn't know Jay Cutler's birthday. Breach doesn't know Dalton's birthday. I have Andrew Proloff's phone number. Get out of here, Brinson. <laughs> I love Andrew Breach. My favorite is that Perloff, like the best is like that Dan Patrick spent an entire segment talking about uh, Sean's irrational. Well, now less irrational than it was before. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is better than Brett Favre claim, which was a year to this, like, it, 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 you know, right now you'd probably take it. It's aging well. Yeah, it is aging well. It'll probably keep aging well. Yeah, probably so. Okay. Uh, anyway, Stephen O put out some numbers. Our guy from Sportsline. Um, he said that with Dak Prescott, the Cowboys averaged 9.3 wins in the Sportsline simulations with Andy Dalton 8.5 wins, which is kind of staggering. I mean, like, it's kind of staggering. So, so that $27 million extra buys you 0.8 wins. When do you want the wins? Do you want them in October or do you want them in January? Is he winning games in January? That team hasn't been in the NFC title game. Uh, I guess what a playoff game. What a big jam. Wallace took it in his hands and said, up, up, and away. This is the greatest soundbite. I hope the people who listen to this podcast aren't sick of that soundbite because it ain't going away. Uh, I like that Dak has already won a playoff game and in like one game alone, his first ever playoff game, he threw more touchdowns than Dalton did in his entire playoff career. Yeah, what are you talking about, Breach? You won a playoff game. Uh, I don't know what Sean's talking about. His first ever playoff game, he lost to the Packers 34 to 31. He threw three to, I said he, he threw more touchdowns. He lost and he done lost. Why would you think you would pick a game where he won? I, my point was he did more in one playoff game than Dalton did in his entire playoff career. The, the point of playoff is to win, Sean, and he lost. That's it. Uh, uh, thank you, Herman. So you, so you signed Andy Dalton to fix that problem. I see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Des Bryant tweeted, nothing against Andy Dalton because I, I think he's a great player, but the Cowboys are extremely out of line. Hey, Dak, I watched the Cowboys pay Tony twice, once, without a winning wreck record. I guess the Cowboys viewing the quarterback position a plug-in piece because of the dominant offense. I, I, I don't think it affects the Dak talk. I do think it is, like, 
They're not doing it in any way attempting to replace Dak Prescott. That would be foolish, and I don't think the Cowboys are that stupid. I also believe that Jerry Jones believes he found Dak, and so he'll 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 want to pay Dak forever. Um, but I do think that this is a potential piece of leverage against Dak Prescott to be able to say, hey, look, we have a veteran. Like, if you want to hold out, we got a guy. Now, there's a report out there. It was uh, Mike Fisher of uh, SI, who used to be a 247 maybe, and um, – he he said that the hang-up is that the Cowboys want five years and Dak's team wants four years. If that's the hang-up, what are we doing, people? Like, you just – you won't sign him to a four-year deal? Sign Dak already. Well, maybe the guaranteed money. It's, it might not just be the length of the contract. Maybe the Cowboys are saying five years more security, so you only get $34 million. Dak's saying four years, $36 million. You know, there's there there could be some I mean, I, nuances I, in there. I'm, I'm sure they're not identical four and five year contracts, right? I would I would assume so. By the way, I I would imagine if um Kunston Lafleur gave uh, Aaron Rodgers the heads up, they're taking Jordan Love. You would imagine that the Joneses did the same for Dak about the signing Andy Dalton. We haven't heard it, but I can't imagine they would just do it and not tell him. Which uh, is the point that the leverage thing, I don't think that plays into it. No, I mean. It, it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a lot of leverage, but it's at least, but you're at least, again, again, like back to my original point. He's a, he's an insur, he's a piece, of, he's a, he's a nice insurance policy. If something with Dak goes south for whatever reason, and to the Florio thing, just to wrap, to put a bow on that, if the Cowboys were going to rescind the franchise tag on Dak Prescott, they would simply trade him to someone. You could get two first round picks for Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Uh, okay. At this point, the proceedings that Sean touched on it, who's taking him? Yeah, and that's it. And that was the point of Florio's thing: is if you get if you rescind the franchise tag, who has the thirty-five million dollars per year to sign him right now? I mean, you can figure out a way to do it. Who? Like, name a team. Don't say the Patriots, because clearly the, the Colts. The Colts. The Colts are not signing Dak Prescott. Why not? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to have? Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers. That's not a reason not to sign a twenty-six-year-old franchise quarterback who's going to be there for ten years. And they're going to sign him to $35 million a year with their $23 million cap space? Yes. You just go, you're like, hey, listen, Dak, we're going to go turbo low. We're going to like reverse flip it. If you find a way to do it. Reverse flip it. What do you build it? You, you, I, I think there are like. Back low the contract. No, I get it. I oh. feel like there are like 20 teams that would yes. want him instantly. All right. That's one. The, the Bears. Bears. The Bears. Yeah, are hell yes. Are you kidding me? Ryan Pace is not going to say, okay, I screwed up. By taking Dak Prescott. He'll say, okay. He just didn't pick up Trubisky's fifth-year option. That is saying I screwed up. And he traded for Nick Foles. <laughs> traded something for Nick Foles. He's, well, here's he's the deal. walking around in a shirt that says, I screwed up this offseason. That's all his oh, no. Tra- shirt is worn during quarantine. I screwed up. He's Trading for Nick Foles says, I'm not willing to admit I wholly made a mistake. I'm taking a guy who's basically the same thing as Mr. Trubisky. I'm not bringing in a future franchise quarterback. Nick Foles is not the answer to any question in terms of turning. Exactly, and that's why they would want Dak Prescott. The, the, the Patriots would find a way to pay Dak Prescott. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with Brees. I got Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Meh, we're fine. The Patriots have $1.7 million in cap space. You that could, would you, be an issue. You can cut. You could rescind Joe Tooney's tag and sign yeah. Dak. <laughs> but, uh, because they do that in a hard I, I, That would do it. But, I mean, you're going to cut your – Star guard and bring in a quarterback. Now he has no yeah. protection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who cares about 2020 if he can't learn the offense? You're playing for the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I think that the, I think the Saints would consider like cutting Jameis. The 40, or the 49ers well, would be like, we can get out of this Garoppolo deal in a year. Okay. Do you think the Raiders would be like, no, we have Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. We're fine. No, they're slicing and dicing and signing Dak immediately. The no, Chargers, no, no, no. the Chargers That's- wouldn't do it. Not, not signing two first round picks. That was what you said. Okay. No, you then followed up and said, who's signing him? So no, I, I followed up and said that Ryan's original point was no one's giving him two first round picks. Boom. Thank you. Play the, play the music. Cue it up. You confused well, me. The, me. The Patriots would give the Cowboys two first round picks for Dak. I just want to know who said this. Tell me who, who, who said this. The Patriots are trying to tell you they like Jared Stidham. Listen <laughs> to him already. Sean, who would be your guest? 21 hours. I, I saw that tweet and I tried to erase it from my mind right away. So thanks, Ryan, for bringing that back what up. The Jackson, well, Jaguars, what would the Jackson, do you think the Jackson, Jaguars would give up two for, they have the Rams first round pick next year too. They give up the Rams and the Jags pick for Dak right now. The Jags would be interesting if they did that. 
why wouldn't they just sign Andy Dalton for $3 million? Dak is better than Because Dak is young and... It doesn't cost two first-round picks is my point. I, I really, I really think even like the Brian Pace give up two picks for a pass rusher. You don't think he would do it for Dak Prescott? No, the, the, we're talking about the Jaguars. I'm so, yeah, and I think the Jags. I think there are a number of teams that would give up two first round picks for Dak Prescott. I, I mean, I would just like to point out the last time we had a train conversation about uh, Leonard Fournette in the fifth round, you clearly had no idea what kind of compensation. Uh, people would agree with so i'm not sure i can take your opinion seriously sean i I do agree that the number of teams who would give up two first round picks right now is lower than it normally would be but there are multiple like if if dak prescott is on the market for two first round picks i believe the carolina panthers should make that move give up two first round picks and get that's fine that i'm more on board with than than some of the other teams you guys mentioned i mean Bridgewater is the long-term answer i think green bay packers should do it <laughs> that I would do for, for sheer comedic value. Uh, Rogers to the to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott. That's actually kind of so you can't do that straight. And, and the Packers would have to throw in a pick. Jerry uh, Jones would do that in a second. Wait, no, wait, the Packers have to throw in a pick. No, he's thirty seven, thirty six, and Dak's. I think, I think oh, sorry, be, sorry. The Cowboys have to throw in a pick. I think it would be Dak. Oh, no, 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 no you're right. You're, you're right. No, yeah. do I have it right? Yeah. So the Packers give. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. No, and, Jordan Love. It's just a pick. What are you going to do with Jordan Love now that you got Dak? He's still got to sit for two years. The same thing that he's going to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> just not yeah. play. I guess that sort of reiterates what a terrible solution. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think it's Aaron Rodgers and a second round pick for Dak. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, you would? Packers. Okay. I would yeah. be devastated if that happened. Well, oh, because the, the Packers. If the Packers went from Favre to Rodgers and then stumbled into 26-year-old Dak Prescott somehow, I would be livid. Would you uh, veto or, or green light uh, Aaron Rodgers plus a second-round pick to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott? Does that seem reasonable? Wait, what's the trade? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers plus a second-round pick to the Cowboys? For Dak. For Dak Prescott? Does that seem fair? I mean, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm probably not doing that. Yeah. I have Aaron Rodgers in a first. God, that's steep. I would do that. I think that's cheaper than two first round picks. <laughs> getting rid of a 36 year old quarterback. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, like you're, it's like instead of two first round picks, you're getting a 37 year old quarterback. Yeah, but this ain't Josh McCown we're talking about. It's, Ryan, it's, Ryan, if Dak was available, the Steelers should be interested. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm on board with that. I, I, that, I, that was the first team I was going to suggest, and we somehow just got away from them. Like, I think to the, the Steelers are going to be a good team. They got a good roster. They're first round picks. Two first. What about Ben in a first round pick for Dak? Oh please, I'll no drive and I'll drive Ben to Dallas. <laughs> well, what if we included Duck Hodges? Then <laughs> Duck can drive him. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan mentioned my Patriots tweet. Coming up after the break, we will explain uh, why Cam Newton might not be going to New England, and tell you why Mitchell Trubisky isn't long for Chicago. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so really quickly on the uh, Pats and Cam Newton, um, I, I still think they could potentially sign Cam. Wait a second. I, Are there rumors that he might be going there? I haven't seen those. No, no, no. I After Andy Dalton landed with the Cowboys, on what a deal that is not crazy, but you know the Patriots probably you know can't afford it without making some other moves. Um, they can't afford a one-year $3 to $7 million deal? I mean, they have $1.3 million in cash space. All right. I mean, they would have to make something, they would have to do something else. Uh, but they didn't sign Jameis at $1 million, you know? So uh, I tweeted, I tweeted that the Patriots are trying to let the entire, like, they didn't sign Jameis. They didn't sign Andy Dalton. 
They've, there have been no rumors that they have interest in Cam. They didn't draft Jordan Love. They traded out of a spot with Jordan Love still on the board at 23. I think they're making it abundantly clear that they like Jared Stidham and that they're going to go with Jared Stidham. Now everybody's like, that means they're tanking. I don't think Bill Belichick's tanking. I think he yeah. likes Jared Stidham. Prisco thinks they're tanking for Trevor. That's what JLC thinks too. I don't think they're going to be bad enough though That's to right. get the first pick, right? But like, like if, if, if if why are you tanking for Trevor and throwing a season away at 68 years old, the oldest coach in NFL history ever, 72. Belichick. Might coach for a while, but I don't think he's coaching till he's 80. So what? He's going to tank and get four years of Trevor Lawrence, maybe five? Frisco's theory is that he is tanking. Did he say this on the podcast, Steve? I think he did. He said on HQ for sure. I know. He keeps talking about it. Well, his theory is that Belichick is, I think some, I think a GM or somebody told him that they think this is, so Frisco got it from somewhere else, but he said that they think Belichick is going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, get Trevor Lawrence, coach for three or four more years, and then turn the, the Patriots over to uh, Steve Belichick. What's Josh McDaniel doing? <laughs> See, now I buy that. If you tank to get Trevor Lawrence because you're turning the team over to your son, that makes sense. But well, if you're... Like, why would Josh McDaniels come back? Take, uh, Belichick, this is a long con revenge game for um, by Belichick for that Broncos Patriots game back in like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give the me a check, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh McDaniels like fist pumping with a clipboard on the way to minute. Belichick's like you mother. Um, but during that whole McDaniel's thing when he left for the Colts and then spurned them, it was quick to come out from the Patriots and that like no, we didn't promise McDaniel's he was going to be the head coach because the original report had suggested that was the case, but and they, then the Patriots kind of push it out saying no, nah, no, nah, that's not happening. We didn't promise this dude anything. We gave him a raise, right? But they talked to him like he said he talked. I think to Belichick and, and Robert Kraft. I think that's what the reports were at the time, uh, in between the opportunity to go to, to Indy and not. So it wasn't like he just did it out of his own volition. I think he had some prompting from the organization that he was currently employed. Yeah, I mean, a breach. I was just, it, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Mahales is not the next head coach. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it behooves Josh McDaniels to be the next head coach of the Patriots. Like the next head coach I, of the Patriots. I don't think it behooves Steve Belichick either. That's fair. That's a fair point. Fair point, dog. Uh, all right. Let's move on to fifth year options. I, I was wrong. I'll own it. I'll take the L. I said the Bears. Why, why did you think that was going to happen, Mr. Bisky, fifth year? Because you can do, because you can rescind the fifth year option. You can. They didn't even want to pretend like he thought he was going to be something other beyond 2020, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think, but like if now look, if Mitchell Trubisky goes out and wins a starting job over Nick Foles and has a really good year in 2020, then the Bears are going to have but, a franchise what's, tag. Him. What's a good year that requires a franchise tag, by the way? 25 passing touchdowns and 4,000 passing yards. Sean, would you want to franchise him 25 touchdowns, 4,000 passing yards? Pay him $31 million a year. Like 32, 33. That, that's like literally the worst case scenario because it's right in the middle. Like I would either want him to be terrible or like incredibly good. I'd rather honestly have the terrible so you don't get suckered into so giving him. So he throws 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 4,000 yards. Yeah, I think, you have, to, I think you, have to, you have to tag him because okay. you're not going to be in a position in the draft high enough to get one of the good guys. And in the, but the defense is still in their window, so you run it back. And if he does it again, then you give him the long term deal. So no, yeah, I would do it. No, no worst case scenario is you end up in Bortles' land. But again, I will defend Bortles. He earned that contract based on the way he played in the playoffs. He didn't. They didn't lose to the Patriots because of him. That is precisely my point. Well, that's but that's not Bortles' fault. He played. Well. I'm not blaming Trubisky here. I'm going to blame the Bears when they give him the contract. No, no. The defense was the reason they lost to the Patriots tonight in that AFC Championship game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But lit, right, you pay him Bortles. You have to pay him because he played well. If that's what the point you're making. But then he showed up as regular old Blake Bortles the next season, and you got what you, you got. What you I paid. mean, who could have seen that coming? Except literally every person on Twitter when the deal happened. But that wasn't a high market deal either. What was the? It was it wasn't a big money contract. It was north of what Andy Dalton made, but not by a lot. I don't feel like billion a year or something. Yeah. Eh. That's fine. I mean, if you pay Trubisky $19 million a year. It just wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. All right. But, I mean, if Trubisky has – what are those numbers? And 20, $24.8 would have been Trubisky's fifth-year option. And what did – um what did, um what did you know, It's guaranteed for injury only. So, like, unless I – unless I – unless I'm just – unless I just read the CBA wrong and no, – I think that's right unless they change it in the, mo the most recent CBA. I think that's – No, I'm saying, like, I don't know if – I don't think – I'm 90% sure that – 
draftees from the previous CBAs, their fifth year options did not change with the new CBA. I think yeah, I think you're right. That's my right. understanding so like, of it. So like so, so the the risk with the Trubisky thing is the last two years his shoulder has been a problem, and and maybe the Bears obviously know about more about his health than we do, sure. and maybe it's still just not healthy, and maybe it's never going to be that healthy because he didn't run at all last year when the year before that was why he was good enough for the Bears to make the playoffs because he could run, they could use his athleticism. I don't think Matt Nagy's enough of an idiot to be like, we're not going to have you run because we want to prove you can throw from the pocket. I think it was, we don't think you can run with that shoulder. But to clarify what Brenton was saying, uh, our very own Joel Corey actually explained this. So the 2017 first round picks are grandfathered in under the 2011 rules so the option is guaranteed for fifth year only next year or next year for injury only with 2018. It gets more interesting because if you pick up the option, it's guaranteed. It's fully guaranteed at the time you pick up the right. option. So there's no way out. Uh, but that won't start until next year with the 2018 first round picks. But so, even but- though, even though the, um, those guys were drafted, the 2018 guys were obviously drafted before the new CBA. It's yeah. just this year. They didn't want to. Change it for teams this year as they were negotiating it. They're like, ah, oh, you know, what if we get, what if we sign it after the, you know, after the, because they, they didn't know when the CBA was going to yeah, pass. Exactly. Yeah. So by the way, listen, 2017, Blake Bortles year, he led them to the AFC championship game. Uh, 3,700 yards, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And he got that new deal based, you know, somewhat on the season, but also mostly on the playoffs, I feel like. So, I mean, those numbers aren't far off from your 25, 4,000 that you that's, mentioned. That's what I know. There, I, that's why I set the numbers. I'm not because of Bortles. I'm just saying like four thousand anybody can go out and throw four thousand passing yards with twenty five passing touchdowns. Like any any starting NFL quarterback, if they do not, that. Not Joe Burrow next year. <laughs> yeah, that's low for Joe Joe B. Um and I so I just but I don't know. There, I agree with Sean. There's a lot of risk and the problem is you don't want to get Bortles. I yeah. he could throw forty touchdowns, I'm not franchising him. You know what you have in Mitch Trubisky. He's not gonna turn the corner. Well, the other part of that is, do you think any other team's going to go out there and give him $25 million per year next year? Probably He's, not. So, like, if he does play not when okay. You first for Dak Prescott. <laughs> or, you know, the one team will, the Texans, but no other team will do it. <laughs> and turn him into a running back. No. Uh, that, yeah, that's the other. Breach makes a good point. And, you know, with the Bears not picking up the fifth-year option, it's actually, if you actually look at how Ryan Pace has handled this in the past, he did the same thing with Kyle Fuller, who was, you know, now he's he he made first-team All-Pro two years ago, and he's developed into a really good player. But coming into his contract season, he had been injured the last couple of years. Uh, he had lost his starting spot, and Ryan Pace did not get, uh, pick up his fifth-year option. Um, and then Fuller balled out, and then he applied the transition tag. The Packers gave him an offer that the Bears matched. So Pace has done this before. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, by the way, the, so the deadline for this was eleven fifty nine midnight on Sunday last night or midnight or you know, first thing today, and uh, we saw that of the top five picks, four of the top five picks from the two thousand seventeen NFL draft. It's insane that in a draft that has Patrick, this is so perfectly NFL draft, in a draft that has Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. The top five players that were selected were Miles Garrett, who had his option picked up, but, you know, ended the season suspended for eight games from swinging his helmet at Mason Rudolph, which in hindsight, maybe everybody should swing their helmet at Mason Rudolph, uh, to, um, to, to, just kidding. To, to Steelers <laughs> and to, just so we're clear, you are the Mason Rudolph of this podcast. Thank you. Does that make, yeah, I see it. Does that make you, does that make you duck, duck Hodges? You keep going back. Why are you fascinated with Duck Hodges? Yes, it makes me Duck Hodges. I won the uh, hollering contest in Spivey's Corner. <laughs> That's a real thing, though. That's right. You know it. Yeah. Number two was uh, Trubisky. Three, Solomon Thomas. Uh, I love Thomas coming out of Stanford. He just had – he never never got it going with the 49ers. That was declined. Four, Leonard Fournette uh, declined by the Jaguars. A no-brainer by all accounts. They think he's a locker room problem, too. And number five, Corey Davis uh, declined by the Titans. I think it's at $15 million. For Corey Davis there at number five, so you can't give him that. I mean, you just you can't risk it. You got AJ Brown in the second round. Why would you pay Corey Davis fifteen million? But I can see Corey Brown having a good year. Corey, Corey Davis. Brown. Uh, Corey Davis could have a good good year, but that means you are right not to pay him fifteen. By the way, we're talking about this Blake Bortles thing. This is an example of an organization compounding their problems. All right, we'll get Blake Bortles. We have to make it work. We'll get him a running back, Leonard Fournette at four, zero for two. A year from now, neither one of those guys will be on the team. I think Blake Bortles was 2013 first-round pick, and then 2017. 
it's just if you you can compound these mistakes. I mean, I'm sure Sean can tell you stories about Mr. Bisky as well in terms of compounding mistakes uh, in the years after drafting them. But it's just it's an example of you got to get it right, and there's a reason the well, team pick near the top, pick near the top often. And, and I mean, the way, I, here's the Jaguars' last uh, what is it, seven first round picks: Blaine Gabbert, no fifth year option. Or no, I guess, uh, yeah. But anyway, Blaine Gabbert, Justin Blackman, Luke Jokel, Blake Bortles, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette. Uh, for those wondering, Dave Caldwell, the current GM for the Jaguars, uh, his first pick was Jokel. This guy, I mean, Dave Caldwell, Dave Teflon Caldwell. This guy is unbelievable. And I've said this multiple times on the podcast, but I really do think that Jags taking Fournette there is worse than the Bears trading up for Trubisky because at least the Bears try to get a quarterback and they whiffed on the quarterback, but the Jags just had to complete wrong philosophy. And if they really wanted to get a running back, they could have taken Christian McCaffrey. And or, I don't really think that's hindsight because I remember at the time, a lot of people were begging the, the table for, for Christian McCaffrey over Leonard Fournette. No, it's not hindsight. Christian McCaffrey would take the role and like, Pete Briscoe reported multiple times leading up to the draft that the Bear, that the Jaguars loved Deshaun Watson and they passed on Deshaun Watson for Leonard Fournette and they made a run to the AFC title game. Deshaun Watson tore his ACL and history has since flipped pretty big time. And the other interesting thing about the 2017 draft is we're mentioning Corey Davis. It's not like there were only bad receivers in this draft. And like, this is hindsight because a lot of the good receivers were taken much later, but this was a draft that had Mike Williams, two picks later. I think he was a good pick. Um, and then you had Juju in the second, in the second round, Cooper cup in the third, Chris Godwin in the third and Kenny Galladay in the third. So it's really interesting to see where the actually good receivers ended up getting taken. And it wasn't at the top of the first round. It was in the middle rounds. George Kittle in the fifth round, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Mike Williams has been a bad pick relative to the people that, I mean, you know, he was taken before Christian McCaffrey, John Ross, Patrick Mahomes, Marshawn Lattimore, Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I, the lesson there is that maybe you should be careful taking uh, wide receivers so early because I feel like they don't seem to always work out. And we always talk about guys in the second, third round that, that seem to, to hit it. So just – you know, be 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 wary. Hey, did uh, the Packers send you that little talking point right there? Don't yeah, take a lot, receivers a lot of, in the first round; they don't pan out. You want to hear people on Twitter saying that? You want to hear well, an interesting, uh, quickly an interesting conspiracy theory? Um, depending on what happens with the college football season in the next coming months, if if it's delayed or maybe doesn't happen for whatever reason, are the Packers going to take a wide receiver in the supplemental draft? Should should some of those big names come out? That's just something to keep an eye on. No, the supplemental draft is fascinating because it's in July. We don't know when people like if you're Travis Etienne or even you know Trevor Lawrence. Like I don't think Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence would just, can't come out, but he would be eligible after this college football season. So if there's not going to be a season, they in theory would grant him eligibility to leave now. But yeah, the, the supplemental drafts in July, so you're doing a lot of forward thinking to figure out who's eligible. Well, who is. I think Trevor Lawrence would just gamble on like you're you're not going to get the money you would get from a. Number one overall, you know, like you would just gamble and just sit out, just not play in college football, and then still be the number one pick next year if you're. Yeah, tra- that's right. Uh, but like a Travis Etienne, who might be like, eh, I don't think he'll do it because he already decided to go back. But like guys who were went back to school, but now realize that they might be distance learning and won't be playing football. Maybe they they take a leap. Uh, the two guys, as of our recording, that we have not heard about, sort of surprisingly, because we recorded this at like six forty-five or six o'clock on. On Sunday afternoon, Hassan Reddick of the Cardinals. They not. I can't imagine they're picking up his option. Uh, and uh, Malik Hooker of the Colts. Given he he's a really good player, and has been good at times at the NFL level, but he has such an injury history. I would think they might pass on it. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, John Ross, of course, uh, didn't have his picked up. Um, how do you feel about that breach? Because our buddy Paul Daner said a week ago that there's no way that's He happened. said no way in hell. Yeah. John? Yeah, I mean, that was a no-brainer. There was That that wasn't happening. It's the same thing with Corey Davis. You're not going to justify – even if you thought John Ross started to turn the corner next year just because he was in a more open offense, you're not giving him $15.8 million to catch 40 passes. So you let him play. And, if you know, if he goes lights out next year, you got him under contract for one more year, then great. Then you deal with it uh, going into 2021 – uh, and, you know, if he becomes a weapon for Joe Burrow, that's when you look to lock him up. But till, he hasn't done anything to earn $15.8 million. So there's no way. They weren't picking up. It was just yeah. no Raider. It's so fascinating. To, I mean, like, 
obviously the first five picks were bad. I mean, but like the Jets at Jamal Adams at six, Chargers at seven with Mike Williams, Panthers at eight with Christian McCaffrey, and Ross at nine with. Did Jeff. you mention the Chargers? What did they do with Mike Williams? Uh, they picked up his option, I believe. That's right? sort of surprising. Yeah, the exercises. Yeah. You mentioned that it was he was he hasn't been lights out. He hasn't been healthy either necessarily. But those five teams, the Jets, Chargers, Panthers, and Bengals, uh, have all since drafted or signed a quarterback in uh, with a top five pick or an expensive free agent contract. And Patrick Mahomes, of course, went tenth overall. Just it's just interesting to think about how history might have played out differently. Why I was- do think? Well, hold on. Let me just say this real quick. That like, and I because I hear this from Bengals fans a lot, and even. Uh, if you want to look at Jacksonville too, uh, the Bengals weren't taking a quarterback in 2017. You look from 2011 to 2016, Dalton had been to the playoffs five out of six years. You're not replacing your quarterback that is no other, there had only been one or two other quarterbacks in the NFL over that stretch that had taken their team to the playoffs five out of six years. Like you're not replacing that quarterback. So that's like, that, that, that's not happening. And I do agree that Jacksonville was dumb for drafting Fournette, but I could see their logic Andy, saying Andy, Andy Dalton was 30. In the 2017 season, it wouldn't be outrageous to draft a, a, a long-term replacement if you thought he, Mahomes, you could groom Mahomes. That wouldn't he, be. He was 29 because the draft, the, his birthday hadn't happened yet. It was that October. So you're not going to draft. Do it up. Your quarterback <laughs> has been to the playoffs five out of six years. You're not going to draft a quarterback in the first round if you think Dalton still has seven or eight years if he's playing past 35. So the Bengals were not drafting a quarterback. Oh, so two years later, they benched him for Ryan Finley. Good call. He's That's 32. Uh, it's completely different. The Bengals and, and, and the whole thing is no one knew Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. If Yes, if everyone knew Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, all those teams would have taken him. But I take Breach's point. And you don't know that the Bengals aren't making the playoffs in 2017, 2018, 2019. All you have is the information coming <laughs> Uh, out I, of the, I know that they didn't make the playoffs in any of those three years. Well, you're talking like in you fact, knew that in John, April 2017. In fact, John, they won 14 games in those three years. I'm very well aware of that, Brenton. I have them all I, tattooed I on my wrist. You can, make the same, you can make the same argument for the Panthers, too. I mean, because, like, you know, I mean, Newton had been the had been the MVP. Newton, a better player, a better quarterback, obviously, than an Andy Dalton. But type. not as many wins. <laughs> had been the MVP in 2015. So, like, the Panthers weren't thinking about drafting a quarterback. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you can't just say, like, all these te- – like. I would say even Jacksonville said, hey, we've only had this guy three years. Maybe they were on the fence about a quarterback, so you can give them uh, some crap. But, you know, they should have drafted a running back. That was just dumb. So, I, I, you know, like you look at that top ten, who was in a position who, who would have grabbed Mahomes? Did you say the Jets, Brinson? Because that's an, actually an interesting – Jets they drafted st- Darnold the next year. Yeah, but, but they started Josh Mc- – they entered that next that year with Josh McCown, I think, as their starter, and Bryce Petty as their backup. Yeah, Mike McCagnan was the GM, so we just throw everything out the window. <laughs> I, I'm not, I mean, look, I, again, the Chargers thought they were in a good spot with Phillip Rivers too. He's, he's older, but they thought that they were going to, he was going to finish out his career. I, all I'm saying is that we ripped the Packers to death for the Jordan Love thing, and understandably so, maybe more so because of the Aaron Rodgers deal, but like, if, if people had a good evaluation on Mahomes, they shouldn't have, I'm just saying that all those teams ended up taking a quarterback. They weren't forward thinking enough to know what was going to happen. Well, let me ask you this. If Mahomes, if, if Andy Reid didn't somehow have the foresight to trade up and get Mahomes, where do you think he falls in this draft? Uh, Arizona, Arizona was going to take him at, uh, at 13. 100%. And you think he would have thrived in Arizona? Uh, not 50 touchdown, 5,000 passing would thrive, but I, I think Patrick Mahomes is, it was inherently going to be a good player, but Andy Reid unlocked everything very quickly. And look, the Chiefs, nobody thought the Chiefs were taking a quarterback. They had Alex Smith. Yeah. And I'm actually reading that it looks like Sean Payton wanted, was thinking about taking yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Traded to 10. Payton liked him at 11. Yeah. And, yeah. and they had Drew Brees and it, it, it lightened things up. So but why? Drew Brees was 37. That's old. That's that's back to your point where you, you do have an old quarterback you have to look to replace. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's Drew Brees. He's 37. I'd rather have a 42-year-old Drew Brees than a 25-year-old Andy Dalton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Remember, I'm the Jordan. That was just slander. I'm sorry. Guy. By the way, I wanted to ask you before you guys refuse to let me talk the last five minutes. Why would the Buccaneers exercise the option on OJ Howard? What's the thinking there? Uh, have you ever heard the phrase pot committed? They were trying to trade him two weeks ago. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what the, uh, Francis what? Throws, out a, throws out some cliche. And if you don't buy it, okay, I was just, you know, 
No, I mean, I mean, what is the other explanation? Don't don't exercise the option. I would say I that know. they looked at the price six million dollars, thought it was a yeah. low enough that you know what, we'll just pay the six to see if he can finally pan out. Playing with someone like Tom Brady, playing with uh, you know Gronk's going to be there. If he can, if he can't thrive this year and the following year, he's never going to thrive. You just kick him to the curb after not, year five. Not to mention, like this year is probably like it wouldn't be that shocking if he finally exploded. And if he does finally explode, then you have him for relatively cheap the following year. Yeah, yeah I think tight ends. I don't know how how six, much six million dollars for OJ Howard in his fifth year is is very very cheap. Right. And you and remember, this is these guys are going into their fourth year. Right. So you have the. I mean, that's not. I I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Um, Ta- Takaris McKinley. I think the Tack McKinley one, a little interesting, declined because all the Falcons have done this offseason is brag about how many first round picks they have, and they don't even want to keep their other, their one of their first round picks around for. You know the best part? So they traded for Charles Davis, Charles Harris, excuse me, declined his too. <laughs> <laughs> they did do that. That's right. Um, Evan Ingram's an easy one to exercise. Javis White, easy. Taco Charlton was cut. David Ajoku, a little surprising that they exercised that. But again, the tight end position, $6 million. If he blows up in his, uh, fourth year, which is entirely possible, um, it's, it's worth it. Ruben Foster declined. No surprise there. Adoree Jackson exercised, even though Corey Davis was not. Derek Barnett, Marlon Humphrey, easy choices to exercise as well. Oh, Taco Charlton was picked up by the Chiefs. I'm sure he'll have 10 sacks next year. Oh, it was. Has anyone else? And finally, we get our barbecue tacos. Barbecue tacos that we talked about the podcast on Friday. How that was a that was a good little move by me, right? The taco. It was entertaining. I interrupted Sean to make my. uh, How come the Jets haven't signed him yet? That show got off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the A block did. (laughs) It's it's a Friday during pandemic, man. What can you expect? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about tacos all weekend too because of that. Why don't you go get some? I there's some waiting downstairs for me right now. So let's wrap up the show so I can go eat my tacos. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys having for dinner? Just kidding. I don't care. Uh, it's Monday anyway. So I'm going to get my tacos. Everybody have a great Monday. Pandemic is rolling along. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we will have RJ White on the show to talk some 2021 draft plus uh, gambling. And uh, maybe, maybe take a look back at, the, at last year, or the, you know, the last draft. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll just talk to RJ. It'll be fun. See you guys tomorrow. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.